Welcome back, lads and ladettes, to episode 90. We're 10 away from the big one. Philly and I are battling after a long weekend. Uh, it's been a hell of an eight days. Um, so yeah, let's just get right into the show. Let's run through your last eight days. Like, take us through day one, because you were you were in BC, like, and then all of a sudden you end up back in Ontario, and then you're out in Grand Bend. Like, run through this wild eight days for yourself here, real quick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So I got the invite. Uh, my girlfriend's family invited me out to BC to join them um, for a for a little week long vacation in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, so I was obviously very um, grateful for that opportunity uh was super nice are you kidding me like yeah what the hell? um so yeah I, I was thrilled we left on sunday morning bright and early sunday morning um i think i asked you to record last episode like a little early just so i could like wake up on on sunday not have to worry about recording while i'm like in bc yep worked um, out perfect too yeah yeah worked out great so i hopped in the plane on sunday got got there's like a three-hour time difference right so i left at 10 and like got to vancouver or i left at like 8 a.m or something, 8.55, and I pulled okay. into Vancouver at, like, 10.45 um, <laughs> after, like, a six, five-and-a-half-hour, six-hour flight. I'm, like, ready to go. I'm, like, okay, cool. i got the full day ahead of us. So that first day, we kind of sat by the pool for a bit, um, went for a nice little walk, um, did a little seawall thing. It's, like, a little um, path where, like, cycle. one thing is a lot of cyclists in Vancouver, like, way oh, a lot, like, a lot. Not road cyclists, though. They have the little paths for themselves. Yeah. Like Yo, on that note, actually, just quickly, shout out um, Damien Figuera and uh, Cyclismo GTA. Yeah, yeah. If you if you want to go and donate to them, their uh, the Ride to Conquer Cancer is coming up. Um, so make sure you go over to our page, find uh, Cyclismo C I C L I S M O. Yeah, thank you, thank you, GTA. Uh, make sure you follow them on Instagram, Damien Figuera. Go to his his uh, account find his link in his bio and make sure you donate to them let us know that you've donated so yeah well yeah. we're gonna like yeah. shout out uh, some donators put probably put you guys in like a little raffle to come on the pod as a guest yeah um yeah because like, that's huge um help them out help out the cause but that was a great segue philly i didn't, I didn't yeah, even think about two and two together <laughs> yeah. yeah so a lot of Anyways, cyclists back to the cyclists yeah. yeah a lot of cyclists went for some walks and like i had to work i had to work still throughout the week so we worked until two i had to start like my day at like 5 30 um so it's again three hour time difference finished at two every day so it would have been nice to not have to work but even still like finished at two every day and made the most of it like went on a nice uh they had nice dinners um right at like the waterfront um but we went like out of this horrible horrible hike well it was beautiful it was great but it was also <laughs> but it's terrible thing. i hate yeah, it the hardest thing i've ever done in my life literally like yeah. it's called the grouse grind and it's basically oh, just climbing okay. a mountain um so like so steep like like off-road trails ended by like a nice nice pair of merrill shoes shout out to the company mm. merrill my dad's been singing their praises for years but like they're the <laughs> ultimate dad shoe like you'd never want to wear them but right. i tried them on in the store after some pressure from from him he's like hey, they're great they're the best shoes ever so i finally caved and bought a pair and wow did they not disappoint <laughs> i'm still really? wearing them. i think i've given up on like streetwear shoes and now i'm just like I'm at the point in my life where I've just like made the transition to comfort over, over appearance. Okay. Wait, wait. So are these are like hiking shoes that you've got. They're not high. They're like, they're like running shoes. I don't even, they're like walking shoes. I don't even know how to describe them. They're like not ugly shoes, but they have a little like more sturdy tread at the bottom. They're okay. A little more sporty looking. They're not that stylish, <laughs> but you can, you can still kind of like wear, you can wear them and not like look like a 
like an idiot. They're not okay. like hiking boots, but okay. they're also not like sneakers. Okay. I'll I'll send you. I'll see if I can send you a pair of like Merrell shoes. You can just Google the company M E R R E L L. Okay. Yeah. But don't so, look at the water shoes because those are the first ones that popped up and they're horrible. That's exactly what popped <laughs> up. I'm like, man, there's no way you're talking about these things. They look like the the water shoes that came up here look like um those terrible like rubber Kanye Yeezy like yeah, Adidas yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. Okay, search Merrill running shoes and the on my screen. They are the one, two, and the little ads that pop up with the pictures. One, two, yeah. three, four, five. They're like the fifth one in. Oh, okay. They look uh, they look decent here. They're like they black sneakers. It's like great yeah. tread. Yeah, and like they're yeah. not, they're, but they're super, like stupidly right. comfortable. Trail runners. So, I don't know. Yeah, like trail runners. Sure, let's call them that. But man, I've been wearing them every day since, and like my feet are, are like thanking me. Right. And I don't know, man, it seems to me like, I just want a completely separate segue. Maybe I'll get back to the, the story of Vancouver eventually. But I feel like every man makes a transition because like, man, you're not going to be 40 year old, like 40 years old rocking like hype beast shit or like that, like every dad reaches the point where like you just ad- adapt and like adopt simpler clothing styles. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, like to be honest, I kind of feel like I, uh, as a father, like I'm still going to be rocking like Air Max 90s and like, I don't know, Converse yeah. and Vans yeah. and shit. I, I think I'm going to. I think that's where where I'm gonna be at. That's good. Maybe maybe like our our generation is different, but every every dad I know kind of dresses the same. <laughs> I've so actually like, at, thought about that. At like what at point? what point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At what point does it just like flip the switch and now you're you wear other just things? Because like I wonder, I wonder like what our parents wore relative to like what other people wore at our age, and then yeah. like at what point did they transition? And like, do you? I think, think it's that- children. I think it's children. Okay, but do you think that they wear now what they like? No, would God, wear no. back then. You don't. No think way, so? man. I think my dad was just walking around through? in like some jeans and like a Scarborough dinner jacket and like, like I, I don't know, man. My dad's but how least, similar like, is like that to what he wears now? Not he now he wears like long sleeve polos and like <laughs> Merrells. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like he had um I can't remember what the she always talks about these like almost like Timberlands. There's kind of like a work boot thing, like fad right. that went around in, in his time when he was growing up. And I'm sure he wore like just regular sneakers, but now he wears like comfortable shit. And I think the turning point is children where you kind of like forego style for comfort, especially if you're out running the kids around everywhere. Like I it's gotta be. That's my hypothesis. Like I don't know if that's mm-hmm. there's any like accuracy or validity behind that statement. Um but that's the only thing that can pop into my head. I don't know, man. I still think like I, I, I can find a way to man, like mix the comfort in there. Cause I wouldn't say the stuff that I have now is uncomfortable. By that's true. Any means, that's true. Right. Like yeah. for the most part, I don't buy stuff unless it is comfortable and like I enjoy wearing it. Yeah. So, and for the record though, I'm not talking about like, Oh, like once you become a dad, you can like, just like let yourself go and not, not want to look good i'm not saying that i'm just saying <laughs> yeah like, you place you sometimes you'll buy like the more stylish thing or the more thing like the thing that like is more popular or whatever as opposed to like the most comfortable product on the market yo mcgee i don't know i just randomly thought about this we need to brand like a very 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 simplistic lads and lawn chairs clothing line strictly to dads and just like make it dads and lawn chairs <laughs> i think we should man i honestly think we should we should like because like for those of you who don't know we are working on our clothing uh our clothing line uh having a first a few items in our first drop it's coming up it hasn't been really formally announced 
although you're just hearing us talking about it. So it'll, in the next couple of weeks, you'll, you'll probably you'll probably see it kicking around there in the uh, on the interweb. But yeah, I think it's a great idea. Dads in lawn chairs. Dads in lawn chairs, and we got because like they're not going to really basic. want. <laughs> yeah, they don't want like printed tees and stuff no, like to, no, no. to that same extent. Like we get them golf shirts and stuff. Yeah, they want this shit that you can wear for thirty years and it like won't go out of style. Like it's just very, um, very uh, utility based mm-hmm. wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. So that, I think that's a million dollar idea right there. Yeah, dads just food for thought chairs. though. Food yeah. for thought. I'm like, what? Like, maybe around. get back to us. Get back to us. What age do dads flip the switch? Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. I feel. I think you're right. Like it's just whenever kids come into play. I think that's like the generic like age, and you can't even say age because like everything happens at a different time. So I think that's more why you can just say like kids. Like kids just change that. Yeah. Do you think that like um part of it is like not trying to impress anyone else at a certain point because like you're not go your the like aim of you going out is not to like look good anymore i mean well obviously you still want to look good and present yourself well but it's not to like get like female attention or like you know maybe that's just like a, yeah. like a defense mechanism almost maybe, maybe you're just, just like every busy other spending all there. this time and money on this kid that you just yeah. forget to spend it on yourself that's probably more yeah it's probably more accurate i think <laughs> yeah yeah, I don't know. Bank. Just kid, through, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. This kid's like just emptying my bank account. Shit me. Thank God I'm not there yet. Like I'm sure having hey, kids is a great. Back to your experience. BC trip though. Back to your BC trip. I was still yes. want to hear about uh, grouse. grouse. Yeah, grouse grouse. So basically, marrows. it was a hike up like probably like a 45 degree angle, maybe even right. steeper <laughs> than that. Nice. And it was like it took two and a half hours. It was dripping sweat at the end of it. Then you get up to the top, it's like sprinklers are like coming down on you. It's like, oh my god, it's beautiful. Then we went zip lining, um, took a gondola back down because there's you're not you're honestly not allowed to walk back down the trail because it's too dangerous. You can only go up. Um really, yeah, it's that's it's nuts, man. It's crazy. And then so well, that was like one day. Thank you, thank you. I did it, I conquered. And yeah. then we went on a little boat cruise through the harbor, which was nice. Saw Oprah Winfrey's old house, the, the guy who was like the captain or whatever pointed it out. Uh, oh, oh. Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, not, not that I actually know where Oprah lives. It's just like yeah. the guy's like, oh, this is her old house where she sold recently. Oh, that's pretty cool. My mom watched that. Nice. Um, and then, yeah. And then I, the, on the last day, fast forward, had a great time. Um, cactus clubs, I sort of got her like Tim Hortons in BC. Uh, <laughs> they're just everywhere and everyone goes there. They're so popular. So I had a few drinks, multiple drinks there on, on multiple nights and it was good. Yeah. It was fun. And then I ran into my cousin. Um, on the thursday before my flight so got there on the sunday uh left on the thursday but was able to catch up with her she's been living in tofino the last two three years now um had a brunch had brunch with her and yeah headed on this on the thursday got back to burlington ontario um at my girlfriend's house on thursday night uh, worked at hers on Friday. And then on Friday night, she had some friends. Well, we both had friends from school join us at her cottage for like a friend's weekend uh, for the long weekend. And then spent Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and even Monday today, as we're recording this um, in Grand Bend, left today and got back tonight. So I haven't been at my house since last Sunday. It's good to be home. It is very yeah. good to be home and I'm exhausted. It's like fun to do trips like that and be gone for a while. But like when you finally get home, like you're just at your house and like you're in your bed it's mm-hmm. just it's so nice and so relaxing like as relaxing and enjoyable as the trip can be 
getting home and like actually doing that and sitting down for a minute is like, like, all right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a pain. <laughs> it's a Thank different God I was like ferals. Otherwise my feet would just be <laughs> screaming at me. Yeah. Yeah. You see, you protected yourself a little bit. The The relief isn't as there, but like the Merrill's will have, um, they'll, they'll have longevity. Yeah. I honestly, I was kind of thinking when my dad was like ranting and raving about Merrill's, I kind of wanted to like sneak sneakily, like film him and his like review and then send it to Merrill and be like, yo, like gave my dad like a lifetime supply of shoes. He's just like going on and on like about yeah, how he could the be like a brand ever. ambassador. <laughs> Imagine just a brand ambassador being just like a regular old dad. Of like any talking brand. about how much he loves them yeah you know when you see like steel dealer like commercials and stuff and it's just like yes, yes. dads steel working in their backyard <laughs> yeah. and it's like steel and they're doing the yeah, commercials yeah. all the different ways to say it <laughs> uh-huh. but it's just like a regular person like using the item yeah, yeah that's what it's, it's got to be but your dad just like Kent holding McGee, the, the shoe of Merrill, Merrill <laughs> yeah. shoes but only the trail runners like not the, none of those yeezy flip-flop looking things <laughs> <laughs> the water shoes unless yeah. they're toe shoes then they're fine yes, you rock yes. those yes 100%. um all right well episode 90 we've gone a little bit into this one before we've actually gone into this player battle so in the theme of the olympics right now um one of the big stories that happened the other day was i can't i can't remember the one country the guy was from but the other competitor was from italy Qatar um, was the other country right Qatar, Qatar. so it was Qatar and italy and they were competing in the high jump and they split the gold they both took home the gold. The judge, I watched the video. The judge said that it was too close and uh, they could do a jump off, but then they just decided to split the gold, which is a pretty yeah, cool why, moment. Yeah. I mean, like I, I'm, I would do the same thing. It's like, I don't want to like, I'm already exhausted. Like I don't want to walk <laughs> yeah. with silver. If yeah. the opportunities we both win, okay, let's do it. What the hell? Yeah. Might as well at that point. It's a like, win-win situation. Like save your energy. And it's not, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's not gold. like this is like happy Gilmore versus a uh, uh, shooter shooter and like they hate each other like these guys probably have no idea who each other are they've seen each other at a few high jump meets and that's about it but like it's probably just chill they're both like yeah we will take home the gold like together olympic gold that's sick so in the spirit of the olympics and that uh momentous historic event we're doing a high jump competition between two number 90s so one of the guys, or both these guys, actually, they didn't wear number 90 their entire career. Um, one of them had like a brief stint with it, a couple of years. Uh, the other guy wore it for a little bit longer. I think he wore it for like five years. But um, both guys are going to be very, very known to people from Toronto. Two different sports, but they both played in Toronto. Both pretty common names around Toronto, I would say as well. So with that being said, let's get into our episode 90 high jump competition player battle. Our first competitor, he was drafted in the second round, 56 overall by the Detroit Pistons in the 2005 NBA draft. He played 14 seasons in the NBA, appearing for the Detroit Pistons, Toronto Raptors, Boston Celtics, and the Philadelphia 76ers. In 870 career games played, he averaged 7 points per game, 5.4 rebounds, and 1.2 assists on 57% field goal shooting. A 6'9". 240 pound power forward from Los Angeles, California, Amir Paper Thin Johnson. His competitor, drafted in the first round, second overall by the Ottawa Senators in the 2001 NHL entry draft, 
Heading into his 19th season in the NHL, he has played for the Ottawa Senators, Dallas Stars, and now is currently with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Through 1,117 games played, he's accumulated 351 goals and 619 assists for 970 career points. A world championship gold medalist and two-time silver medalist, as well as a world junior silver medalist and two-time bronze medalist. A six-foot-three. 214 pound center from Mississauga, Ontario, Jason Spatza. So when I was like looking at this competition, I was thinking one of the big things here would be the difference between height and weight. And I was thinking that Amir Johnson would probably be significantly bigger than Jason Spezza. But breaking it down, like six inches is a lot, and I'm not going to diminish six inches. But in this grand scheme of things, six foot nine versus six foot three, 240 versus 214, like weight isn't too much different. Height isn't astonishingly They're different. Equally proportioned. Yeah, like the proportions are pretty much there. And then I was thinking, like, Spezza. I don't know. I think my thinking going into this one is going to be Spets is going to take it because of the hockey legs. Like Amir Johnson, yes, he's going to have a solid base and he's played power forward, center, and small forward uh, in the NBA. And like he can dunk, he can jump, he can block, like all that stuff. But I think the hockey base is just significantly stronger and more explosive than the average NBA base would be. So I think like the height and weight probably washes out. If anything, that six inches more might be a little bit of a detriment to Amir Johnson in the jumping. Yeah, I agree. I think that extra length, maybe that just that extra split second of, of leg time, trying to get clear of those legs, those long yeah. legs over the bar. Yeah. Um, unless he has one of those weird like scissor kick styles or like flails himself over. Yeah, like... yeah, yeah. He could have an unorthodox high jump style. Who knows? But man, like it's it's tough. Like I agree with you that on average the hockey base is probably more, unless you're like a super athlete, like LeBron James or something like the, uh, the base may be more explosive than hockey. It's definitely hard to compare. And I'm sure there may be some basketball fans who are like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, no way. Like they dunk all the time and like block and run up and down the court. And that's yeah. Like I'm, both sports require explosiveness. We're not saying one is like less than the other. Well, yeah, kind of are, but it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, they're both explosive, but on average, yeah, I'd, I'd say hockey. I think the other thing too here is that like a 6'9 guy probably doesn't have to jump as high throughout his NBA career as like a 6'2 through 6'6 six, six guy has to jump, right? Yeah, like a 6'2 six, six, probably even, they're not even jumping as much because they're probably just layups and like not dunking as much, mm-hmm. but like they can still get up there. But like higher than that, through to like 6'6, six, six, probably once you get to 6'7, 8, 9, and even six, seven, you're probably jumping a little bit more, but like above that, it's like, you don't have to go that high up to get to the rim. Cause your arms and your length is so long. And then you're already so tall and you can just kind of jump and like tuck the ball uh-huh. in. Yeah. So like, I don't doubt Amir Johnson's explosiveness and I don't think he lacks it, but I just think that the hockey base and hockey explosiveness is going to be higher than the NBA one in terms of like a taller guy like this. And well, let's also go with um, like prime Amir John. We're not talking current. Spezza. Yes, yes, prime, 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 um, both. Yeah, can we just take a minute to appreciate Amir Johnson's like 
kind of like a very sub like average stats and an 870 games like the, manage, the fact <laughs> that he's managed to years. stick around yeah man 14 you're good for him just playing a role he was just 50, a guy but yeah 57 percent <laughs> field goal shooting is pretty impressive too on it for his career yeah. like but like seven bad. points per game 5.4 rebounds as a power forward <laughs> yeah you'd think he'd grab more boards but hey he's, he's still he's a, just a playing productive role guy, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to give it to 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 yeah. I I got to hand it to you. I think you're right with the Spets call. I think yeah. Spezza I think I'm going one. Spets on this one all the way. And just a quick note: today is the NBA uh, free agency day, and Kyle Lowry just signed. Kyle Lowry going to the Miami Heat, uh, three years. That's kind of it's sad, but greatest Raptor of all time. But more my point to it is, if you ever, <laughs> if you're in a position. And this is my this is my tidbit of advice right now. If you're ever in a position where you're like, I think pro hockey or like pro football, or if you if you have like a choice of the pro sports, and you can you know you can get to that pro level of pro sport, unless you're like a quarterback or like a superstar Mike Trout, Fernando Tatis Jr. MLB player, I think your choice every time has to be NBA. There are like role guys who are like the eighth, ninth best players on teams getting like three year, $54 million deals right now. Yeah. It's insane. It's It's insane. insane. (laughs) And like, I honestly like just like marry and find someone who obviously you still got to love them to marry them. Not saying, not saying do it for the wrong reasons, but it definitely helps if they have your partner has a little bit of height to them. Mm-hmm. just increase those odds a little bit higher because i think that if you have like a six foot nine to six foot ten kid with a sliver of athleticism and coordination like their odds are substantially greater and as long as you put them in basketball for a, for like from the beginning mm-hmm. like let's say like i don't know let's say you're whatever six foot and then you end up marrying someone who's five nine mm-hmm. there's a pretty good chance that like you're probably gonna have a pretty tall child so i think that like go for it just from the beginning basketball basketball do it yeah just take those that take that gamble yeah might as well and this mm-hmm. has been financial and relationship advice with philly and mcgee <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, you know what so we got a, a longtime listener and and friend of the show we also have a little something coming up with, with this person and he got back to us i'm not going to name any names because i'll save it for the for the actual announcement of like everything um that's happening but he had a little like advice for us on the pod. And I think that being said, we, in the spirit of everything, you just offered advice. And I think that uh, he, he reached out and said that like, we could kind of just um, have this a, a segment, new segment called takeaways. This, and okay. this, he said he could it happen potentially at the end of the show or whenever. And it would just be uh, simply, he goes, simply be y'all, just give it a nice little hot take about something, just something to leave with people, something to think about after the show. So okay. I think that's our, maybe our first one. We can have our first ever takeaways segment. Okay, so our first ever takeaway, basically moral of the takeaway is marry someone tall and uh, force your kids to play basketball and no other sports. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, just... a, that's a first time. Short and sweet. Yeah. Short and yeah sweet. There you go. I'm sure the takeaways will get a little more in depth and a little more like thought out prior to because this is pretty spontaneous, I honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope. Um, but yeah. Yeah, man. And he had another one. He had another little idea for us, but we won't get into that this episode. We'll maybe save it for 91. Yeah. We'll work uh, that one. And out. we're not going to spoil anything. So just, just stay tuned. 
Yeah. But yeah, man, I think that's I think that's great. And I, I agree Spezza takes this one all the way. Yeah. High jump competition. Congrats, Jason Spezza. Well, on the topic of the Olympics here again, let's just keep rolling with the Olympics. Kind of love that they're on the 2020 Olympics. I love how they call it that still. It's know, 2021. What else did they just do that for? Um the Euro Cup. Right? Yeah, Euro Cup. <laughs> like they just like call it the 2020 because <laughs> It's supposed on, like, to be back then, to the but... future. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I get, I get it. The to- the Olympics one is funny because I read an article that said that the reason they did it was because they already spent so much money and time on the branding of the 2020 oh, that wow. they like, weren't going to just do it again for and change it to 2021, which is like, fair enough. Like you've already bought all this merch and whatever, like there's no point of a redo on that. No, 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 no. Um, what was the everyone budget? knows like, what something stupid, like billions of dollars. Probably. Yeah. Um, but on the Olympics here, I wanted to know, cause I feel like this is an interesting topic, especially the summer Olympics specifically. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to like trash the summer Olympics, but like the summer Olympics are full of all these significantly more ridiculous sports than the Olympic uh, winter Olympics are have, I would say mm-hmm. like when you look at the sports in the winter Olympics, all the skiing, snowboarding, even as far as like bobsled, um, the um, Nordic skiing and stuff like that, like good for those people. I think those are legit sports. Like they're difficult to do. Some of them are a little bit like lower down on the totem pole in terms of things, but like, I still like, I like watching them. It's all interesting to watch, but the summer Olympics, especially this year, they added some crazy shit in there. Like three on three basketball. What is that? Why yeah. would you add three on three basketball? It's not even a sport. Like it, it's <laughs> like there, there's just regular basketball. Like it's, yeah, that's like adding like, like a par three contest in the Olympics. Yeah, like a golf par three. Like why? Why would you do that? I don't get it. Like there's other sports, and like I'm fully on board with it because I played the sport. But like you're gonna tell me lacrosse is gonna get? It did just get acknowledged as a sport. It's gonna be in the next Summer Olympics. But like you're gonna tell me three on three basketball is acknowledged before an like, actual sport? lacrosse. It's like, like street ball. Do, what the hell? Yeah, it's if you watch it too, it's like Sunday pickup. Who who is even who are the athletes for like the states and competing in three on three basketball? Right. Like imagine they just brought over a team of like Harder, Curry, Katie, yeah. and Clay. LeBron. Like they just brought those three warriors. Yeah, like throw LeBron in there. And like you put them on a team against like just some Louis random guys. Version, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it wouldn't even be close. The, the five on five can actually like have some level of competition. And we've seen the U S lose games, which is like nice to see because it's like, okay, at least there's some sort of parody. But aside from that, like who the hell is playing three on three basketball? But anyways, I wanted to like, what sports, if you started training right now, what sport in the Olympics in the summer Olympics, could you train for and have a chance at meddling in in the next Olympics, do you think? I I saw, I, I've kind of been thinking about this for the last little while. I want you to go first because I know okay. you probably have a good idea. I think that there's only two right answers. Okay. Um, okay. So the first one I think, which is like a cop out because it's a team sport, but like I still think I would be a, just an MVP of the Olympics. So like if I played on this team sport, handball. That's one of mine. Okay. So handball, like you play this stuff in gym class from the time you are six years old 
until you leave high school. And for us, we were in gym class until grade 12. So we were like 17 years old. I played, I played that sport for like, as long as I played competitive hockey. Yeah. I definitely (laughs) logged my 10,000 hours to consider me a professional or whatever they say it takes. So handball, lots of fun, pretty easy. Like it's very transferable. If you got a good arm, you can catch and like you're accurate with your throwing money you don't even have to have that great of cardio i don't think like the court is very small there's a lot of people on it so the ball is moving quickly there's no like physicality in terms of like ripping the ball away from people or anything so i think you like handball easy coordination slight athleticism good arm like yeah i could be an olympic handball player tomorrow i think and you can only take what two steps you don't even have to be fast no you don't like that's what i'm saying like the cardio and like the speed and stuff it's not necessarily a requirement you kind of just have to probably, you probably just have to plot your way around the court a little bit and just like yeah. get to the right spots, catch the ball. But that's strategy. That's like something that the Olympic coaches will teach you when you're there. Like right. just sign Perfect. me up and like, I've got tell three me the game years plan. to train and we're golden. Like, yeah. <laughs> tell me the game plan. Give me the playbook. I'll learn. Give me a like video session. Over. Yeah. On the <laughs> flight over. Yeah. And we're good to go. Yeah. Okay. So that was one of yours. Do you want me to go another one and see if you can get if we I'll give my one. I'll give my second one. Okay. My second one is very similar to handball because I think anything requiring me to throw a ball is pretty like pretty lights out at that. Okay. Um it's water polo for me. And I get you need to be a good swimmer and stuff, but again, we said you have the opportunity to train for a bit yes, before. until so I get my Olympics. swimming skill up. Mm-hmm. That's all that's like cuz I played water polo in uh in my outdoor ed class once and I'm like I used to do like treading water competitions as a kid like my uncle would come over and like pay us like 10 bucks an hour. I think it was a good exercise. I don't know. He just wanted us to get out and do something. And we were always like, came over once a summer. And every time he came, he was like, all right, like treading water competition. Who's in? So I'd literally be out there for like three, four hours treading water. Just treading water yeah, man. to make like, 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'll take that. Thank you very much. Like, appreciate it. And I've been just sitting out there floating. So like, I have a good treading water base, like skill level. Okay. I think if I just learned how to increase the speed of my front crawl, I can already use that egg beater to get up high and rip it from the water. And mm-hmm. you can bounce and shit too. So it makes it harder for goalies. Okay, goalie, I could not play, uh, but I could be a player for sure. I think handball and water polo are my two answers for, for if I had to train for the, until next Olympics, I could actually have a genuine shot of, of doing. Okay. So I like it. I had water polo. Like I put a list of things that I was considering. There's some here that I kind of wanted to just spitball with you and see where you thought, but like, I like it. Water polo was up there for with me. I'm on pretty similar page. I did not do that treading water competition that you did when I was a kid, <laughs> but uh, I think I'm like still a pretty solid swimmer. Got a good arm, good coordination trained for the next three years. Like just get in a pool and tread water every day, all day. Like, I think yeah. I could do it. Holding um, correctly. Yeah. Like, tie some weights to your ankles you're good you're good yeah. like um just make sure someone's watching you at all times but anyways <laughs> um one that i think which maybe it's a complete diss to the sport and i hope it's not but um i we we were watching it on tv the other day i was watching with my parents and we were watching we we're like this is legit something that like you do with the boys when you've had a couple of drinks in you it's judo and as far as I can tell, the entire concept of the sport is to like basically wrestle the person like onto their back. Yeah. So like you get a point every time you put them on their back. And I honestly think, cause part of it too, is like, you don't have to compete against like everybody. It's weight classes. That's true. So in my own personal weight class, if I just train and like learn the rules and some of the technique over the next like three years, 
I think I'd be pretty sick at judo. I yeah, I think it's um I think that's actually a fair point. I was going to say like martial arts because I feel I feel like with like jujitsu and more like technical sports where you yeah. get points for different things, like then it's maybe more difficult to learn and master and it's like a yeah. constant evolution type thing. But with judo, it's just like straight up get the guy in the back. Like, I don't know, man. Like I was gonna say no, because martial arts is like very tech you gotta be very technical mm-hmm. and train a lot, but like look at what like Jake Paul's gone in and kind of made a splash in the boxing world. And after what right. six months of training, like right. I don't know. And I get you he's got the big following and stuff, but he's still like knocking out like fighters. Yeah. I get I get they're washed and stuff, but they've been doing this their whole lives. No, yeah. I just think like on the on the scale of like the martial arts, like judo in terms of the technicality is probably this is like could be completely wrong, right? Like it's just yeah. on no, no from one's my claiming understanding. To be like, this no, is no facts like we're not claiming no. to be professionals and this is like actually right information we're just, <laughs> no. just, so. it's just strictly from eye test like i would think it's the least technical in terms of like how to accumulate points and when we watched the we watched the canadian woman win a uh, bronze medal in it and it was like you just they're just grappling like it literally looks like if you and i were to just have a couple of drinks and then start wrestling <laughs> in your backyard. Like this yeah. is what you and I would be doing. Yeah. And then it was like, they, she put the girl on her back and it was like sudden death point wins bronze medal for Canada. And it was like, all right, you know what? Like, right. I think I could do that one. Yeah. That's a so, good, I see. Yeah. I, I didn't watch the judo competition, but the way you're, you're just painting a nice visual picture here for me. I think I feel like I'm completely underselling the entire sport and I feel bad for the people of judo, but like based on the, if you, if you, if you can call us out like please call us out and like come on here and like talk to us like just like what happened with car guys we just don't know yeah (laughs) this is full speculation but like based on the visuals like that's my thought on it yeah um another one that i think this one may be the easiest one to be very honest and uh this one is definitely the diss i can't lie equestrian I think if you were just like put me, I on, think that like, is a, a diss. horse. <laughs> I think it's a diss. I think you get bucked. I think you get bucked <laughs> off, and then the horse would do one of those back leg kicks and knock your chips out. Right out of the air. I'm yeah. flying through the air, just getting donkey kicks. Yeah, yeah. I don't I know. Think like, is way harder. There's a guy. What was it? Is his like eighth Olympics? He's been in the Olympics for 32 years. Oh yeah. my god! I think he's like 72 <laughs> competing. Okay, so that just per- does that not just like prove my point though? If there's a 72 year old competing <laughs> in the Olympics and the equestrian, you think like I couldn't for the next three years train on equestrian and get into the I Olympics? I don't know, man. I don't know. He said 32. Is it years. not about the I horse? The of- <laughs> just give me a well behaved horse. Give me right. a well behaved pony and I'm good to go. Off to the give races. me a well behaved horse and someone who can like run me through the track a couple times and then I'll yeah. be like, yeah, I got this. Like, let's go. And then from there, I don't know, man. I, I honestly think we're underselling the shit out of all these sports, but we're, like, we're well, in yeah. too deep already. <laughs> we're in too deep. Yeah, it's too late. Yeah. At this point, uh, let's just read through the rest of your list here and let's get some people okay. angry. So, okay. So this one, um, I got it like right away. Apologies to Damien Figueroa. We're bringing it right back to these guys again. I put specifically road cycling, but I'm the more I think about it, cycling in general. I'm dead convinced. I have no idea why, but I'm dead convinced that if you put me on a bike and got me to train cycling road or like velodrome or indoor, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Um, if you put me on a bike and just like have me ride a bike mm-hmm. nonstop and train <laughs> that way and like just 
make sure my legs are really strong for the next yeah. three years, I think I could ride a bike in the Olympics and I, have a chance what? to medal. I kind of agree with you there. Like, obviously, like cycling is extremely tough, and we're not diminishing like the actually the, the physical toll it takes on your body. However, no. look at someone like uh, Clara Hughes, beloved Canadian Olympian. I think she was a speed skater first. Mm-hmm. I think she was a, she competed in speed skating and cycling because again, it's all on that lower base. But with two sports that require a tremendous amount of lower body power, and if you can, it's it's transferable. If you have strong legs, you're probably going to be a good cyclist. Right. And like, I think about, think about like all the people who later in their lives, they pick up cycling and like, they're not going to go compete in the Olympics by any means, but like, they'll be pretty good at it. They'll be fast. Like you can ride mm. difficult trails or long distances and stuff. And like, if you can pick it up later, you're telling me like 23 years old right now, pretty good shape, like work outside in the sun, working manual labor work work out like most days of the week yeah you just start cycling into the office i think i could just yeah i think i could do it man i think i could just be i love the self-confidence yeah i am i'm feeling pretty good right now man as we're going through this stuff like i think i could do it yeah i had Um, this conversation at the cottage like kind of kind of like going off on a different little path but same kind of thing i had this conversation at the cottage of like i feel like everybody has the body type that would be perfect for something to make you an elite athlete. I just think that the hardest part is finding it. Mm. Cause like, I don't know. I played hockey at a relatively high level, but I wouldn't necessarily like, I don't think I, by any means do I have like a hockey body. I'm like a lanky guy. And I probably, my body probably would have been better suited for like long distance running. Honestly. Mm. Like, I don't know, maybe not now. Cause I put on a few pounds, but like <laughs> back in the, back in the day, if I picked up long distance running when I was like not training, not doing anything and then coming like first in areas or like, coming close to the top in areas and then just like writing it off and not not taking it seriously i don't know maybe i could have done something so i think like there's this thing called rbc training ground yeah i'm not trying to like promote them it's a sponsored ad it's just like this thing where they take these athletes who like don't really know what they want to do or they're athletic but like hey maybe if i'm better suited for something else let me figure it out and apparently they put you through like a combine thing and then tell you like hey like you should be a rower instead and then they like Mm. train you to be a rower or like, hey, no. your body's better suited for fencing. Like, yo, do that. Yo, do you remember? I don't know if I should be saying this. Do you remember like back when you're in elementary school, it was like something that was always like rumored that in one of the Asian countries, they used to like take kids from their homes and like train them to be athletes yeah. based on their yeah, body yeah, types. I, I, yeah. Is that Is like, I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's true. I'm not saying it is, but like, you remember like that was like a thing that was I, like in talks was, about like in elementary, yeah, it elementary school, it, it'd it be like, oh, you're going to like, the, yeah, I heard that they would like yeah. take. I, I I've, I've honestly heard, not saying it's true or not, but the, some of the things that I have heard was that like kids were, like taken, not even just like vol- yes. volunteer. It was just like you're taken. going to be, um, yes, this you're going to be a like gymnast. a swimmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this not, to a way less extreme scale, a similar thing? But people are just like volunteering themselves, and then kind of, and I'd then say. RBC and like Canada their, like combined yeah, is like. Their, you're going to be this and we're going to make you an Olympian and you're going to win medals for us. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I, I think they are kind of doing that, but like, obviously it's, different. it's voluntary. It's, like it's voluntary, you're going there to a find a huge this. piece of the pie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's the major like first piece right there, but they're yeah. like, mm, you're going to win medals for us in this and like push mm-hmm. you down that path. Yeah. But, yeah. Like the, the uh, cool run-ins like the Jamaican bobsled <laughs> team. Yeah. Hell yeah. Of a movie. Um, okay. So this one, 
this one I wanted to put in here. The more I saw the sport, though, I don't know if I'm I support it, but I still have it on my list. Badminton. Part of it is I just think like I have really good hand eye. Um, I think badminton's easier than table tennis. I could not do table tennis. Like I'm telling no. you right now, you could put me in there. I could play. I could get up at 6 a.m. and play from 6:30 until like <laughs> 9 p.m. every mm-hmm. single day for the next three years. And I would get swept under the rug in like, the like first Olympic table. T- yeah. in like the first Olympic table tennis match, it wouldn't even matter. I could, I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I would it get significantly <laughs> better, but I don't think I could compete at the Olympic level in that. No, no. Badminton. I, I think I would have a better chance at though, but I, but see, I don't the, know. I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. Cause badminton and gym class and stuff. I was always cleaning up because it was the good hand. Yeah. Eye. Like I could hit it relatively hard and like, it can get under the, the birdie and like make plays. And return but with, it well and... yeah but with like those like olympic badminton players like they smoke that shit like i could never like yeah i don't know if it's like the proper wrist technique but like i would hit it hard and it would still be like whatever whereas they like it's bullets man they like yeah. launch that shit i just think in terms of like the racket and like i don't know what you want to call it because in badminton it's shuttlecock it's not like a ball but like table yeah. tennis and then regular like court tennis of like the three of those like racket sports like I think badminton you'd have the best chance at. I don't think I could like do tennis and returning those serves that they have and serving to them. Like they would just be. I think every serve would be an ace, honestly. Yeah. Against me. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think in badminton though, I'd have a way better chance. And that's where I'm like, if I train it over the next three years, like I think I could build up my serve and like, I think yeah. my return would already be there. It's just too enough to be like, I could see and hit the birdie. I may not be able to like, return it well enough in the first like year and a half but like mm-hmm. after that i think i would get to the point of being able to like actually put it back and like make yeah. something of it and i think the heart the big the main difference between like table tennis and badminton i'm not saying there aren't a lot of differences because there are a lot of differences between those two sports but i think the main difference which makes table tennis more difficult in my opinion is the inclusion of like a ridiculous amount of spin yeah fair yeah the spin is nuts yeah honestly like and i've been i've been practicing mental. in my basement well not like recently but my brother and i had a uh, old yeah, faithful the table our ta- yeah. Our, yeah our table down here and we'd have like heated rallies but even in our, our most like intense rallies it was still like amateurs like yeah like still below even amateur level it was just like playing ping pong others play ping pong in the locker room it's like just yeah that's horrible. what it was yeah yeah fair enough um, last one I kind of want to give here. Cause the other one, like I honestly put it in here and I just think it's so dominant. It was golf. I just take that out. Like, yeah, just forget that. about that. <laughs> I honestly could not believe you put that in. Yeah. I wrote it down. Cause I was like writing a list of the sports and I was like golf. Cause like I play it. And then I was like, yeah. that was dumb. Like, what yeah. was I thinking? But another thing I think <laughs> on your list of what I would take out is fencing. That was the one I was going to go to here as my last one really? that I think I could do. Really? Yeah, because Mickey, tell me what like physical abilities it like really takes that like you and I wouldn't be able, like wouldn't have or wouldn't be able to develop upon. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're like, right. the thing you're, is you're, you're not, not going wrong. side to side. You're going forward and back and it's like one hand. And I think we both probably both got strong wrists from playing hockey and then like even lacrosse and you played lacrosse in high school like we got strong wrists, strong arms. We got good mm-hmm. hand eye. We have good re- reflexes and reaction. So you'd be yeah. able to defend. And then like, we got good footwork. So you could go forward and back pretty quickly and shuffle around. Like there's no side to side movement here, really. Mm-hmm. You may have swung me. 
Yeah, I'm thinking we could do it, dude. I love, dude. I, fencing to me, fencing and equestrian just seem like such a rich person sport, though. I feel like you don't do it. Unless oh you're like yeah, qualified yeah. billionaire. You watch like um uh like any of those show- TV shows or movies and stuff where it's like really rich kids and they're like coming home from fencing practice or yeah, like going yeah. to going to play um uh polo like on their horses. Yeah, like it's yeah it because it's just really, so it's a rich thing. Sport. Like horses is just rich. Like. Yeah, so I don't know, but I think fencing though, like I think I could get it, man. I think I could do it. All right, man. I, I honestly I I believe you. There's different you. ways to score points in fencing, which you have are. to learn too. I think it's like face is like three points or something, and like bodies two, and then there's I don't know what the fence I honestly don't know. I could be completely So like wrong. I genuinely think if you put me in there. Like, I think I could start off and be, like, a little wild and ferocious, but I'd have, like, yeah. the speed and, like, agility and hand-eye and, like, reflexes. And then I think, like, after the first couple months of just being sporadic and, like, swinging, like, at everything, and, like, I learned the rules now, I'm going to be more, like, strategic in my approach. Yeah. And then, like, another couple months, probably, like, my defense is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, like I'm winning a gold for Canada <laughs> fencing. <laughs> I think that maybe the unorthodox approach may be more beneficial because, like, I you think if throw you put them me off. up, in, right? So I think if you put me in to an Olympic fencing match right now and I just start off the thing by like taking a diving spear at the guy, like leave my feet full on layout to like, I could probably score a point against an Olympian mm-hmm. if that's a yeah, if that's even a yeah. I think I think you're right. Um, okay. So I saw this tweet and it goes along with it. I just wanted to read this tweet and just like, say, this would be pretty funny to see is, and it's along like the hunger games lines, but for the, like the Olympics. Uh, so this tweet from Santiago Mary said, imagine the Olympics, but instead of it being world-class athletes, it's just random people who get selected. Like you get a letter informing you, you've been selected for the national gymnastics team and you just have to do it. It'd be so much more entertaining. Like the Hunger Games, kind of. Yeah, like you just get a like a letter and like you you're in the reaping and like you've been selected <laughs> to compete in like shot put and you got to go out there and like shot put for the Canadian fencing team, Zach Phillips. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. If I got it, it would be like it's a dream. It's <laughs> a dream. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. That would do. That would be amazing. Like, did you ever watch that old show, Pros versus Joes, that was on TV, where they took like a professional athlete and put them up against like a random guy? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. That, I feel like that's be like that, but like only Joes. <laughs> yeah, strictly Joes, like just on the Olympic platform. Yeah. Like, honestly, is there one sport? Okay, so like, you don't. Sorry. Let's say you. Let's say this get is this is the scenario, and you don't have to compete against any other pros or world class athletes, but you get to compete against anybody like that gets selected for this. Is there one sport that you just would not do? Because there's one that like jumps out in my mind right now that I would like. I'd be like, no, like I, I don't know. I, like I would probably just like DQ myself. Are we talking about like winter, summer games? Summer, summer. Okay, one. Just sport go with summer. That I would- one sport that I would not, um, oh, for me, it would probably be skateboarding. Oh, I damn. wouldn't be able I didn't to do even anything think about that. I wouldn't be able to do anything. <laughs> yeah, I can't skateboard. <laughs> no, I can like I would like run down the ramp and I'd probably fall and get up, pick my board, and just step back on it and give a couple pushes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like maybe go like halfway up the other ramp and then yeah. not even turn my board around. I just kind of ride back down the same way I came and just turn which way, <laughs> I, turn, change my stance from like regular to goofy. Or whatever is it's honestly a miracle I even know that yeah. much about skateboarding because that's like just strictly picked up from the Tony Hawk video games. 
Okay, so I don't, I, I didn't think about skateboarding. That's a good one. Um, the only thing with skateboarding is like, I think that we would both have like enough coordination to be able to like ride it probably. And then if you have time to train for it, like you could probably like figure out flip, enough maybe. to be like, yeah, like, okay. But that's like, that's what I'm saying is like, you can get that bare minimum where I'm coming from this, like at this from is like, I think the sport I wouldn't do would be pole vault. Yeah. I didn't because- kill myself. I would yeah, legitimately <laughs> impale myself or get like all the way up to the bar. You know, it's like a, a fear and it's not even for myself because I will never and have never pole vaulted. But like yeah. for watching the people compete is that they'll go up and then just like not get there and like fall back the way yes. they came from. That's like a legit fear I have like for these people when I'm watching them. Yeah. So I'm like. I'm like, I don't, I feel like the odds and like the way it's set up is not that likely for them to do that. And they're obviously trained to the point of being able to like know how to like handle themselves. But I'm like, please just don't fall the way you came from. It's a long way down. And that's the one I would be like, there's uh too many things that like I could just very seriously harm myself on. (laughs) And there's not even a, there's, I think in pole vault, there should be way, way many or way more like cushions and like padding than there are. It doesn't, it's, it's only behind the bar. I think it should be fucking everywhere. To the left yeah. and right behind me, like I just give me pad, put me in a, like a rubber room, and then I'm then maybe I'd consider pole vaulting. Yes, but yeah, and yes. like I think like putting the pool in the little like place in the ground is a challenge in itself. That's that right, could be, right. Like, that could be an Olympic it? sport. <laughs> yeah, like that in itself could be an Olympic sport, and I would still wouldn't want to do it. Like just try right. to like run at full speed and then like locate this random like notch in the ground where i gotta put this long ass pole and then if i miss it i'm what am i like what am i doing what do i do and yeah. then, then all my friends and family are watching me back home like yeah. trying to cheer me on but also kind of like ah uh, we don't know embarrassing him. Bring, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah bringing shame on my whole family yeah it's tough yeah so that's probably the sport i would be like Mm-mm, not for me mm-hmm. but mcgee i think that about does it for episode 90 this is just like a full olympic themed this is up here I don't know what we we call this one. Like the Olympics are easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. The Olympics are easy. That's the title episode 90. McGee, I don't know what else to say, man. I know that I need some rest right now. I'm gassed. (laughs) We both are just battled through this one. Yeah. Episode out tonight. It's out later in the day than it usually is. So it's going to be out tonight uh, later on Monday. The YouTube will be up on Tuesday. Uh, Full, full YouTube video up there. Yeah. Um, make sure you go like, comment, subscribe, uh, share our podcast, give us feedback, and follow us on Instagram at Lads and Lawn Chairs. Follow us on Instagram, DM us if you have any ideas. Like we mentioned, we had we got DMs from a longtime listener, friend of the show. They DM'd us some ideas, and like we already implemented one here, takeaways, and just to run them back, like our takeaways of this show, marry someone tall and uh force your kids to play basketball. Like there's just, that's, Bars. that's, that's it. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Um, and aside from that, our last takeaway, the Olympics are easy. The Olympics <laughs> are easy. We, I could be a gold medalist in like eight different summer Olympic sports. So, oh, you know what else, McGee? Just before I like hand it off to you to close this one out, yep. race walking. Tell me I couldn't win race walking. Yes. Like race yeah. walking. <laughs> yeah. If you gave me four or three years to train, yes. 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 That's what I'm saying. And yeah, I got my marrels, man. I'm set. Right. You put, put your goddamn marrels on and it's <laughs> over. Like you're going to have a Merrill sponsorship at the Olympics, yeah. winning gold medals three years from now. Easy money. Thanks for Easy coming. Easy money.
Speaking of thanks for coming, I think you said everything that I was kind of planning on saying. So why waste your time with, with an outro? Catch us next week, same time, same place, same lawn chairs. Cheers, lads and ladettes. Cheers. <laughs>